the Spanish announce table. It is episode 386 of the Spanish announce table. We, Tom and I here, went to AEW Dynamite last night in Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas City. And we had a blast. We're going to talk about that here as we go throughout. Uh, we'll talk about some major WWE news and, and a few things in there, um, you know. And uh, <laughs> and just a, we'll, we're going to have a blast here. We are Pro Wrestling's best podcast. We are coming up on our near nine-year anniversary, as we discussed uh, last night, Tom. So uh, look forward to some fun stuff coming from the Spanish announce table. And um, we invite you to play along, right? We're going to talk about some hashtag tweet the tables, which is something you can do on Twitter to get involved with the show and get your thoughts heard to, you know, at least four or five loyal listeners. And so, you know, yeah, there's that. Hey, there's that for you. So how are you, Tom? Tim, I'm great. Tim, I tell you what, it was great to go to AEW Dynamite. We were able to purchase our seats. Uh, they gave us all of them, even though all we needed was the edge of them because it was an amazing show. It kicked off with the Battle Royal. Actually, it kicked off with Dark and Elev- Elevation, which had local talent. And that's always fun because some of the local talent was getting a chance over the like uh, AEW talent. Yes. So that was fun. It also uh, had our number one fan, Cutie Marshall. Cutie, cutie, right? That was Dark Elevation, Twitter, correct? Yeah, yes. yeah. And if you check out uh, our Twitter page, he responded because he obviously is a big fan. Uh, we were able to connect, so it was great. But we, we forgot connected. to we forgot to and, book him for an interview know, again. We suck. Busy. We're bad friends. We uh, are bad we, friends, but we're friends. Yeah, we're friends. And I tell you, you know, it, we're busy. He's busy. Our people will talk to his people. We'll get it done eventually. But uh, yeah, so Dark and Elevation were very fun and enjoyable. Spoiler alert, so was Rampage, what will air on Friday night. Uh, if you're listening live or uh, on YouTube right now, um, this is Thursday. YouTube so, or Twitch, as we're doing right now Twitch. for the first time hey, ever. We're live on Twitch go. and YouTube right now. Twitter, nobody was watching. It happens. You know? Uh, all, too many people are watching. You know, don't don't undersell yourself. Brought it down. Brought it down. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's what yeah. I meant to say. I, I, I read yeah. my notes wrong. Sorry. Yeah, it happens. Right. Even Babe Ruth struck out. Yeah. Hey, so, uh, yeah, the episode started off. Let's just get right into it. You ready to get right into it? So the episode started off with a battle royal. Now, Tim started off uh, with the battle royal because there was some CM Punk news. Tim, uh-huh. I think you have a tweet the table. We'll we do have a tweet the here. table, but I mean, you know, everybody knows what the big news is, right? Like CM Punk injured, broke something in his foot, right? Two th- many things were broken. The most important being his heart, right? As he said, which is a little cheesy, right? Um, you know, he yeah. gave a speech. Let's talk about that yeah. before we get into the tweet, because okay. the tweet's more of a follow-up. Right, because uh, Punk has been doing a lot of these, like, uh, greeting card one-liners in all of his promos in his AEW run. The get-back's going to be better than the setback. Uh, give him his flowers, uh there's a thing that's broken in my foot but the biggest thing is my broken shut up when did you become hallmark with these whack-ass fucking greeting card promos man like you're too cool to be talking like an idiot and he's talking like an idiot again it was heartfelt he was in tears you know because of what was happening i imagine they had some big plans uh for his summer of punk and i understand that 
but someone needs to be like, hey, what are you going to say out there? And when he says the get back's better than the setback, <laughs> we can just go like, you know what? Let's but, come up with something you know, else. You know what he's doing? He's he's running these by Jim Ross. He has to. Be. He's running be. these by Jim Ross. He's like, what do you think about that? And he's like, pal, I think that's the greatest thing I ever heard. Really do. Yeah, it, really do. It has to be something like Reminds that. Reminds me of when Bill Watts talked. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Uh, I tell you what, Ole Anderson cut that same promo in 1983. Ain't no one going to know about it. Work then, work now. I don't see why I wouldn't. Yeah, and he's like, hey, you know what? Well, and then he's like, you know what? If I'm just going to rip off Ole Anderson promos, I might as well rip off Bret Hart matches. So, hey, I don't have to do anything original, which isn't that fun. Side note before we get into this, because now I just went on tangent. Isn't that so fun? Imagine I wrote you a screenplay, Tim. And it was essentially the Godfather. Mm-hmm. I just wrote you. I was like, "Hey, man, I have a new screenplay," and I wrote you a screenplay, and it was the Godfather. You just changed the names, for, you know, except for they were Irish instead of Italian, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And you're like, "Hey, man, I'm pretty sure this is yeah. the plot of the Godfather." And my retort would be, "Yeah, I watch a lot of Godfather. Yeah. It's the best. One of the <laughs> top five <laughs> of all time." <laughs> yeah. yeah, but right. that doesn't mean new content. Yeah yeah it's the silliest thing yeah i understand callbacks right and certain moments moments in a match right But like when your first like sequence is the bret hart thing or your finishing sequence is a bret hart thing man what that's not no i'm not paying for that come on i mean seriously consider consider the 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 screenplay consider yeah if someone presented you (sighs) Hey, I want you to invest money into this new screenplay that I wrote, and you realize it's the plot of another famous movie. You're gonna invest in it? You're probably not. Yeah. Anyhow, let's backtrack. Well, CM Punk, yeah, broke his foot. Yeah. So my take on this is kind of, you know, I wasn't necessarily looking forward to the CM Punk, you know, the summer of Punk 2022. I thought, sure, we're gonna get some fine things going on here, and we'll get a match or two. But I, I was worried about all these Bret Hart remakes. And hearing the whole, like, I'm doing this for everybody. This is for all of us for ad nauseum for several months. Right. Kind of what you were, you were, you were complaining about there. But um, I also was like, "Eh, man, I don't know if this is going to go as well as AEW thinks it's going to go. And I was a little worried. And now I kind of, I'm not happy CM Punk is injured, of course. Right. Like we're going to talk about this in the tweet table. Like that sucks. Yeah. And the guy is working hard and he is a wrestling fan. And so like, I, I know like the, I, I truly can't know, but I understand like the, the, the suck is immense, fault, right? A lot right. of suck in that. And so he's dealing with that and, and cool. But like, I, I, what I thought really was weird is, is what we do until punk returns. And we're going to talk about that after we read this tweet the table. Right. Um, All right. Let's we'll dig into that. But this is from at Katie first lady who came to this show early on, may not, maybe not nine years ago, but eight, seven and a half, right? Like early on and was CM Punk fan something, right? Oh, nine or something like that, if I remember correctly. And yeah. avid, avid, avid CM Punk fan. And so here she says, total bummer about CM Punk's injury. Being healthy and 100% is more important. Get well soon, which she followed up with. He's been going nonstop since he started. And he hasn't been home and filming two TV shows, so giving him, getting him healthy and should be priority now and coming back better than ever. Hashtag tweet the table. Um, yes. Right? Like, all of that I feel like is 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 well said. And, of course, like, yes, his health is important. 
And, man, the mental health aspect of this probably, like I said, there's a lot of suck there, right? And there's a lot of feels that you go through as CM Punk, Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Yeah, and I like CM Punk, too. I really do. You know, when he was doing that uh, heel title run in WWE, it was fantastic. I had a CM Punk shirt. I was wearing it in the early episodes of this podcast. We met Kofi Kingston, and I'm wearing a CM Punk shirt. I've always been a CM Punk the wrestler fan, right? Like the wrestler who is CM Punk. Loved him. Um, I just think he's kind of mailing it in. Now, the MJF stuff was astronomically out of this world, a triple grand slam, whatever kind of silly, you know, thing you want to say. It was that. But uh the the, the late lately stuff, like when he's kind of in this like uh in-between phases with his storylines, I feel like he can just do that a little bit better. Now, I thought when he was going to be champ, we were going to get a heel turn like he did in WWE, where he started off as a baby face. Let's say uh, Kenny Omega comes back as a baby face to help him. And then he turns on Kenny Omega. Ha! Now I'm going after the elite or the elite are coming after me and I'm my title, you know, something like that. That's what I thought we were going to get. I don't know. We didn't. We did get, though a battle royal so let's get into last night's show which we were at if we yes. didn't tell you already uh four seats because oh, yeah, we're bougie oh it was fun it was so much fun except for whoever your podcast is that mm. had that stupid sign in the front i hope your podcast gets taken down for copyright infringement first of all ours is better and two yeah. we <clears throat> you know in in our in our wisdom right i'm not gonna say age or with our wisdom over the years uh we've learned like you know what? There's a time and a place where, yeah, yes, right? You might, we've told people to bring a tweet the table sign and we might bring a sign. Um, yep. But you've got to understand the when and where's and that there's folks behind you, right? And where we were at was not camera side or right. camera anything. Right. So the only thing you're showing it to is no one. Yeah. It was always so far. Uh, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's literally one of the farthest side. spots away. And yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. So it kicked yeah. off. Don't do with, that. Don't do that. Don't do that. But it kicked off with already in the ring. Now we got to see the entrances, which was great. But it kicked off with Tony Nese, Daniel Garcia, and everybody dies, Lance Archer. And then the show kicks off. Well, actually, I think Darby Allen was also in the ring. But then the show, I guess. Well, he was the first, like as the show kicks on, it was it was Darby. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But then the show properly gets kicked off with the greatest pro wrestler in the history of pro wrestling. <laughs> Eddie Kingston. Eddie History Kingston's of the best Everton. wrestler. Tell me a better wrestler than Eddie Kingston. Hey, man, I'm not going to fight you on that one. I mean, I don't want Eddie Kingston to disagree with me. So he's I'm not the best. Hear. He's the best. He he is the best. Uh, he is like he can do it all. Um, but yeah, kicked off with Eddie Kingston, and he, uh, Eddie Kingston, and Daniel Garcia just went at it. They just fought and fought and fought, and I loved it. It was so much fun how they just went right after it, um, and then. <laughs> We won't go through each individual one. I'll just kind of read the names of uh, who else was there, and we can kind of touch on some highlights and then get into who won and go from there. Sure. Um, so Ricky Starks, uh, The Waste of Space, Jake Hager, Ray Phoenix, Swerve Strickland, and Keith Lee, uh, John Silver. Uh, we got a rap from Max Caster. That was always fun. Powerhouse Hobbs, uh, Dante Martin, Willier Yuta. Um, and then the Joker was a returning Andrade. So 
let's talk about a little bit of the, the battle royal. What did you think overall of this battle royal? Well, the battle royal was entertaining. You know, I think there was a lot of good spots in there, and they told some good stories. And I think we got some stories that are now evolving from it, right? The Swerve Strickland and the Keith Lee situation, right? Uh, where Swerve Strickland throws Keith Lee out when he's unsuspecting, and he's like, hey, what the fuck? And Swerve's mm-hmm. whose house? Swerve's house. So fuck yeah. you, right? Which is interesting because it shows kind of how dumb he is, right? Because you would wait till the last two. Well, when Keith Lee's expecting it, you got to wait till like three. But then he gets eliminated. Yeah. So like, yeah, so it doesn't work up. That that spot always makes me scratch my head because it's like, no, that person wants to help you. Right. Wait until it's, I think the, the premier time, if I'm doing that and somebody's help, like if you and me were in a battle Royal. Yeah. You're going to expect it when it's one, two, and then I got to really fight you. And I don't want to do that. So I'm doing it when it's you, me, and the other guy left. And you're like, all right, let's get this guy. I'll be like, all right. And then I'm going to whoop. And then I'm going to take my chances with the other guy, right? Yeah. Yes. Like doing it. Unless I think think I can beat you more than the other guy, maybe. But you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Still, yeah. You don't do it just like 10 minutes into a 30 minute battle royal. But it was an interesting spot. And the the thing that I think is interesting about that is to my, to the best of my knowledge, I don't think we've seen that in AEW. That's a WWE trope, right? Oh, oh the yeah. Tag team, one tag team partner turns on the other one. You know, now that's sometimes rumble, it has right? turned, but but sometimes it has turned into like, hey man, we're, we we got to fight. And other times it's been like, man, you got me tonight. So I'm interested to see Wednesday or on Friday Rampage. You know, uh, next week, like, do they address it? Does it turn yeah. into, well, hey, what the hell? And so yeah, they, you, you could go two ways, right? They're immediately fighting on site. Uh-huh. Or, or he's like, Hey, what the hell? And he's like, ah, oh, man, you know, it's, it is what it is. And he's like, all right, you're right. You're right. But then something else happens and then something else happens. And I'm kind of fine either way, I guess, you know, or yeah. Or the third option is Keith Lee goes to Swerve Strickland. Hey, what the hell? Swerve Strickland's like, Hey man, it was every man for himself. Keith Lee totally get it. Like, hey man. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Then they have a tag match. Swerve Strickland gets a, uh, you know, a double team move put on him. Then he looks for a tag. Keith Lee drops from the apron. It's like, it is what it is. Yeah. And he just walks away. And then yeah, we get a Keith Lee. Like, yeah, and then Keith Lee turns heel, which I wouldn't hate. I wouldn't right? hate it either. They've tried the, like, monster heel thing with, like, Lance Archer, Lance for Archer. example. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just doesn't hit that well. Nope. But Keith Lee, maybe. Yeah. Give it a so, shot. I feel like uh, we've seen, we haven't seen anything, even on the other side of things with WWE, we haven't seen a angry about to fuck you up because he can Keith Lee. Right. Yeah. So I think that would be interesting. Should call him fuck uh, you. Cause I can Keith Lee. That should be his name. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Uh, I thought, so I, the one thing that I thought was cool with this, uh, battle Royal is you got to see some of the, like, I love battle Royals. Uh, I even said this when I went to the Royal rumble in January, one of the things that I like about it is that you get to see kind of different people who are just in these other spaces then finally collide. And one of the cool things that you got to see was babyface Eddie Kingston and Darby Allen mixing it up early on in the battle Royal. Like that kind of stuff was fun to just see, two baby faces who are kind of separated collide. So that's always a fun thing of these battle Royals. I will say though, we talked about this right after it ended too. Uh, when we were at the show, it wasn't a lot of star power. Correct. Andrade. I understand Andrade was returning because he got married to Charlotte flair and Andrade is Andrade, right? To a certain segment of wrestling fans. He's awesome. 
not to us, but he's awesome. Right. So that him being the Joker, I think was good because I didn't, I was going to get, uh, enhancement fatigued. If it was another new, he comes from WWE or yeah. impact. There's another new or, Japan guy. It's like the forbidden oh door. <laughs> As I, okay. What now? So is he in this show now, or are we just doing this? Well, and, and hasn't the door ceased to be forbidden at this yeah. point? Yeah. So I don't know, but we got to rename that, right? It's not forbidden anymore. Yeah. I don't know what you can name it, but something. Hashtag truth so, the table. If you have an idea truth. for what we yeah. can rename the forbidden door, because that's not what it means anymore. Right. Right. We're not sneaking somebody in the back door anymore. Now it's a portal between, you know what I mean, worlds, right? So, like, some portal. of you comic book nerds yeah. hit us up with what's, you know, I'm sure there's examples that we're not thinking of because we're not in that realm, but bring yeah. it to us. Hashtag tweet the table. We love you, comic book nerds. Don't take that as an insult. We're yeah. wrestling nerds. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Right. So the final four, it was Willie Yuta, Kyle Riley, uh, Andrade, and who is a love you uh, nerds all right yeah anyway sorry. <laughs> and, and, and ray phoenix yes ray so, phoenix oh man this was a fun group yeah fun group fun final four yep i think though they went with the safest kind of most boring option in kyle o'reilly and that's not a, a slight on kyle o'reilly i like kyle o'reilly but he is like when he walks out th this, this is a uh trope as long as wrestling's been around but if the guy walks out in a battle royal, but his tag team name is on the Titan Tron or whatever we're calling it, the big screen. He ain't winning shit. Like he won this, but he ain't gonna be anything because he's Red Dragon. Like that tells you yeah. what he is. It's not Red Kyle Riley, it's Red Wagon. Right. right. And so if he wins, we kind of already knew the main event. And so later on in the night, the main event would be John Moxley versus Kyle Riley in a very fun match that didn't need like it was a fun match that was entertaining to be at and probably entertaining to watch on TV, but not needed for a, the yeah. story. I just would have made this like the last match and, ha and you could have said from the beginning, the Joker will be John Moxley. Cause he gets come in last. Right. If you said he was the number one contender, even though he wasn't at the time. Yeah. <laughs> like he was. What else? Yeah. Uh, Again, yeah. it's wrestling. It's wrestling. You know what I mean? It is even, wrestling. Yeah. This is why some people warn them against rankings and 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 win yeah. loss records because when you have to deviate from it, you got to be like, well, right. Say, <laughs> so I would have went with Willie or Yuta in this spot. Yes, then you do the Blackpool yes. Combat Club, and then if you put William Regal not on commentary but put him ringside, watch him go through the distraught of like, I like the young guy. Moxley's crazy. Where do I like? Who do I help? Like, no, but it's also a it's also a teaching moment. Exactly. Or it could have been very interesting. Again, I you kind of knew that they weren't going to put Yuta oh, in the main. But this event could have this could have gone. I mean, Yuta already did one of these where he's bleeding all over the place, and but like right. you could have done it again. We could have had mm -hmm. him damn near kill himself to try. Please for our for our enjoyment, <laughs> let's get Yuta out there to damn near kill himself. Well, you know what I would have done? I would have switched that. I would have said. Yuda is making Moxley bleed like a stuck pig because he has learned all the lessons, but then you get uh, Moxley to do the, you haven't learned them all. And it's a small package or something. And Yuda's like, motherfucker, how much do I have to learn? And it's yeah. like, you got a lot, Val. Got a lot got to got learn. Lot. But right, yeah. like, oh, he gives him a Kansas City cunt punt. 
which didn't Andrade do to Ray Phoenix? Yes, I think so. I think it was that, yeah. (laughs) God damn. So, yeah, Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, yeah, he did that in air when he was doing, like, a flips and shit, and he, like, hit him with the (laughs) Ric Flair, like, in a Superman punch style, (laughs) like, up in the air. It was great. It reminded me me of Ken from Street Fighter. You know, that big Haruken? Yes, that's what he did. He Haruken this fucking ball sack. It was great. Loved it. (laughs) So O'Reilly wins, and then instantly we get John Moxley giving uh, just a promo of just piss and violence, and he's mad. The Forbidden Door is his. This has been three years in the making because remember, before he went to rehab, the last like story that Moxley was telling us was, "I'm going to Japan. They won't let me in Japan. I'm gonna get to Japan. I'm gonna beat everyone else up." Because we said like it's Moxley versus Japan. Cause like uh, guys were coming over from those promotions and he was just kicking their ass. And so it kind of felt like that. And so now it makes a little bit more sense of like, that's why he wants it. I did like, and I watched it again. Cause I uh, wanted to make sure he said this. So he's doing all of this, you know, all that stuff. And then he ends it with love you mom. Yeah. And then that's how the promo ends. I love the little swerve he does no pun intended the little swerve he does with his promos where it's like oh, i'm this and i'm that and i'm this and well everybody dies or i'm this and i'm that and i'm this and then love you mom and so yeah. I, I think it's great yeah, yeah he's fun yep yeah so then we get the information now we didn't get this because it was on commentary but it was i i watched this back but uh cm punk had successful surgery so good for him that's awesome he'll he'll soon uh, and then we got a brand spanking new title, Tim. We got a tournament, which I love tournaments, but AEW is introducing the All Atlantic Championship <laughs> to represent the international stars. And yes, as I mentioned, there will be a tournament with a four way final at Forbidden Door. And we had the first matchup Buddy Matthews from the House of Black taking on Puck from Death Triangle. And this was fun. This was match fun. was fun. I, I like this match a lot. Uh, I will say uh, the thing that stuck out to me immediately as the announcement's coming. And again, we we can kind of hear what's what's being said in the video package, but not, right? Because you're in the crowd on floor seats because we're, you know, ballers. And we, we see there's a new title. We see there's going to be a tournament. We see it's the All-Atlantic Championship, and it's got all these international stuff. Like somebody's representing a different place. There's Canada. Mm-hmm. US, but then there's like Japan and and some other things, right? Like Miro's spot, right? And it's like mm. not all of these are on the Atlantic Ocean. Some are like in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. And so like it's more than all Atlantic. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, that's great. Yeah. Well, maybe they're just not gonna win. Maybe that's the Yeah, that's, that's it. Oh. Yes. Where is I, I've got the tournament up though, and I want to go through it because I I, I think I've got a great oh, got idea. Enough. I've got yeah, a great got idea. Enough. Yeah. All right. So we saw the first matchup, Buddy Matthews versus Pac. Next week it's gonna be Ethan Page versus Miro. Yep. Then it's also going to be Penta versus Malachi Black. And then we get, it hasn't been released yet, but New Japan Wrestler versus New Japan Wrestler. Yeah. So that's the bracket. Yes. So here's what I want. All right. Here's okay. what I want. All right. I want Miro to beat Ethan Page because, you know. Yeah. You know. It's Miro. Right. Then Miro's going to beat Pac because Pac beats Buddy Matthews here, right, in this match that we were at yep. last night at Dynamite. Malachi Black beats, you know, whoever this other, you know, oh, Pinto Skrull, right? Roll with me here. 
Malachi Black wins. And then Malachi Black beats whoever the New Japan folks are, right? That are coming out of there. What you know, right? That's all I see on the bottom, right? Who Yeah. 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 It's just too to be named, right? So so what we get is Miro versus Malachi Black, and this kicks off the House of Black against Miro, where he's fighting against God, but God has put the, the devil, you know, the devil in, in his way. Him. Oh. oh, Tim, that's right? great. Right? Yes. Oh. Yes. You fuck with Miro's brain as the House of Black to be like, yeah, man, God sucks. Come with us to the devil and he'll help you. And then he's like, no, 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 no. Like, I need to get there yeah. because I'm going to take him down. And then the House of Black keeps telling him, like, yeah, yeah, this is the way. Like, join us. We'll go oh, through the back door of heaven. Julia Hart could get involved in ways because, remember, he's got his hot, sexy wife that's like, yep. she's banished him from the home. And That's how we debut C.J. Perry. Right. Julia Hart's doing a little kissy, doing kissy, a little, squeeze of the butt yeah, thing. Devil seduction. Yeah, and then C.J. Perry comes down and is like, bitch, that's my husband. And then, oh, and put her in all white like an angel. Yes. Oh, Fuck yes, Tim. Yes. They need Fuck to hire us. Belt. Just this happened. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, you sent me something, and I want to address this before we kind of go more into uh, Dynamite. You showed me, like, the full list of all the titles <laughs> yeah. now uh-huh. in AEW. Now, one thing that is confusing to a casual viewer, one million percent, but something I think us as the hardcore fans need to realize is – and and Tony Khan mentioned this off air to us, to the crowd, that there's going to be a pay-per-view in the summer for Ring of Honor, right? So to get a pay-per-view, you need exposure. And currently, Ring of Honor doesn't have a TV deal, but they want to run a pay-per-view so they can start making money, right? So you got to expose them on your own product. So like the influx of Ring of Honor champions, you know, you have uh, FTR, you have Samoa Joe. I understand because it's like, hey, we want you to pay a ticket to see these champions, but if you never see these champions, you're not just going to go sight unseen and just buy a pay-per-view because of names you recognize, right? Now, yeah, well, no, the pause on that though is like I will tell you this: each week that I see FTR and then I see they're wearing the ROH tag team titles, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, they're not the AEW champions, they're the ROH champions, and then then I got to be like, who the fuck's the AEW tag team champions again? I'm like, ah, oh, Jurassic Express. I feel like it's kind of lowered well, the AEW status think, a little bit. I don't think it. I don't think it's necessarily lowered. I think it's made you say, when you see this Ring of Honor pay per view, you love FTR, don't you? And we go like, yes, we do, right? I think it's that. Yeah. I think we're in a temporary push of Ring of Honor talent so that we buy that pay per view. But to pause on cat- that also real quick. Okay. Uh, last night when we were in AEW Dynamite uh, on the floor. Um, Kansas City. <laughs> uh, uh, it hit me that FTR kind of looks like some cops. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they definitely look like cops. They look like, like super cops that pull up. And like, yeah, they're gonna do the like both windows to you, and they're gonna uh-huh. be like, "Why are you looking at me? Talk to him." What? And like trying to catch you up. Yeah, they look like yeah, they look like some dirty yeah. cops. Yeah, super troopers, all that stuff. They look yeah. like extras in all of those movies for sure. Um. <laughs> But to a casual, but to a casual uh, fan, I can understand the confusion. If you're just kind of in and out, like, hey, I have Wednesday night free, might as well watch wrestling. But like, I work 
the other Wednesday. So I'm not going to really pay attention to this. And then you tune in and you see later on, you'll, you'll, uh, we'll get to like that ladder match that's announced for next week. And that's a tag team champion, but then you saw FTR and that's a tag team, you know, like it is confusing. I understand that. But I think again, we're, we're getting ring of honor a push so that eventually they can get their own TV and then, yeah. Hey, we're off. Then there'll be race. a forbidden door, occasional entrance yeah, exactly. as opposed to seeing them every week. Right. We will not be seeing Sanjay Dutt every damn week. Yeah. Now enough. I will say the confusing part and credit to Excalibur. Cause I watched uh, the show from last night and he does mention how the Owen Hart titles are just trophies. They are not to yeah. be defended. They're not, but then Oh, could have done it differently. Oh, oh, here's how you could have done it differently. And shout out our good friend of the show, Todd Countryman. He brought up a great idea that they missed a huge opportunity to give them slammy like awards for winning the Owen Hart. I said they could have given two each for no reason, right? Or Adam Cole could have been bringing his and Britt Baker's around using like both of them, like Owen Hart did with the slammies. People be like, you didn't even win, you won one of those. The other one's your wife's and be like, just change the subject and go on, right? Like, I'm great. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Uh, they missed a great opportunity there. Great. Yeah. And I understand for the first year, because they wanted uh, his wife to be a part of it. And that would have kind of been weird for her to be like, you know, here's this special body slam. You know what I mean? Like, and I get it, but maybe next year. Yeah, let's yeah. get to some fun. Because it does look weird when Adam Cole is interrupting Hangman, which we'll get to. And they're talking about another title that we don't see. Talking about two other titles. But but he's wearing a title. right? And so why aren't we fighting for that? Yeah, there's a lot of Well, we'll talk about a title situation even later with some other folks, too. There's there's a lot of confusion around the title. So we'll keep keep making that a focus. So let's kind of hit on this real quick and then we'll move on. But what did you think of Buddy Matthews versus Pac? Fine. I think I think these two, you know what I mean? They work well together. They've got some similar styles. They kind of come from that same mentality, I think. And Pac is always good for those spots, right? Like, his yeah. finisher is great. Um, he knows how to kind of just look at the crowd and be like, yeah, right? Like, And you're like, boo, I don't like you, right? They, like, he's good. Yeah, I love and I think it was, yeah, yeah. it was all great. Um, Pac is like, yeah, you disgruntled asshole. So yeah, it was all here. great. I just, you know, I love a good tournament. Um I just, it's also one of these where I'm like, I'm not really into either storyline that these guys are doing. And so it's just kind of like, all right, you know, this match happens and I don't think either one of them are winning it. So it was kind of like, all right, cool. That was fun. Right. Especially being live. I think I liked it more live even than I would have maybe watched it on TV. I liked, and again, we're foreshadowing a lot, but we got some points to make here tonight, but I like that there was so much back and forth because the house of black and death triangle have been feuding. So it would make sense that each one would know the offense of the other guy so that there would be counters and kickouts, things like, like that. So I like that part of this match. Um, Cause it did go for about 10 minutes, 15 minutes, something like that, but there was back and forth and I don't like back and forth just for the sake of back and forth. Uh, but I did like it in this because it made sense that, yeah, well, we fought each other for the last, what, three months. So, like, I'm going to know what you're going to do. Right. So yeah. I like that part of it. Now, let's keep it moving here. Um, backstage, Eddie Kingston goes on a rant. One for the ages. Talks about the Jericho Appreciation Society. And he talks about how Friday night he's going to kick Jake Hager's ass. And, and Daniel Garcia, I hate him. Jericho, I hate him. 2.0 or whatever you're calling yourself. I hate him. Yeah. And he just, he's the fucking best because I'll be honest with you. 
anyone other than Eddie Kingston. And I don't give two shits about Jericho Appreciation Society yeah. versus anyone right now. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, yeah, he like Eddie Kingston just has that. When we talk about the like, so many people can can uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like um, they can just see themselves in a star, right? Like you can just connect. Uh-huh. Like yeah. there's just something you connect to. Um, Eddie Kingston is that every man, right? There's so many aspects of Eddie Kingston that people will just be like, I feel like the, you know what I mean. Like he talks mm-hmm. about having been poor, right? Like he's out of shape. He's just trying hard. He's not the most skilled, right? But he'll just. But God damn it, I'm not gonna go down until I. You know what I mean? You better fucking kill me, right? And it's just a great attitude that people want to co-opt and stuff. And so I think like there's so much money there. It feels like they just kind of like I wouldn't force it, but like they ought to be willing and ready at any moment to turn that switch on whenever Eddie Kingston catches fire with something, right? This Jericho thing ain't it. But like when you've got a great heel, a dominant heel who like is holding power and authority over people either by hook or by crook or something, it seems insurmountable. Eddie Kingston, like, like an Eddie Kingston type character would be a great guy to take down like the Roman Reigns character right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like some, yeah. like if they get something like a scenario like that in AW soonish, man, like it would have been great for a CM Punk if he would have turned heel with the title and been like, you know what I mean? Like cheesily finding ways to keep holding on to it because he's a scumbag, right? Like that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, you have Eddie Kingston obviously not do the same kind of move set, and it's not so much like pity, but have him be the AEW version of Mick Foley. You know what I mean? Like Mick Foley had a lot of, well, yeah, I kind of didn't work out today because it was hard. Now Eddie Kingston like leans into it where he's like, I got vices. How much a gym membership is? I like I gotta sleep in my fucking car, man. You think they pay me a lot? (laughs) Well, yeah, but but with him, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but with him, he, he kind of says, like, I have vices. I'm trying to get over them, but it didn't happen today. And it's like, yeah, same here. Like, I, I was going to do something. I did, I failed. But so that's relatable, right? So, yeah, Eddie Kingston is just the absolute best because it can work both ways, right? He could be working on his vices. That's the baby face, right? Like, God damn it, man. I know that I need to, you know, uh, work harder in these matches. So I'm going to. And then if you want to flip it on the the heel side, it's like, yeah, I got these vices. I need to hurt you. I'm jealous of you. Like, okay. And I get that too, right? Like he's awesome. He's the best. Anyhow, uh, let's move on. Then we get the most surprising moment of the night. So it starts off with Trent Beretta comes out, says national best friends day. None of his friends are there. No orange Cassidy, no Chuck. Chris Statlander apparently just has left the group. Yuda obviously went to, uh, Blackpool Combat Club. And so uh, he's like, hey, best friends aren't here, uh, but Rapungi Vice wasn't beat by FTR. So I want the match. And FTR comes out and they're fucking cool, right? Coming in, in there, uh, probably smelling like Old Spice and, you know, whatever cigarette they just smoked. And uh, they're like, get yeah, what? All right. Like, you shouldn't be mad at us. You should be mad at that team who, who cost you the match because, like, it wasn't us who, who, you know, just got disqualified. It was these assholes. Right. And so then, um, Dax is like, all right, get, come on that team, Jeff Cobb and the other guy, like get out here, get out of here. And then out of nowhere, Will Ospreay shows up looking like an ugly BG. And he's like, look at me, I'm hopping around. And then he calls his group, the, 
the, the Ozzy something, and they jump FTR and Trent Beretta. What did you think of New Japan invading one segment of AEW? If I'm going to be 100% honest with everyone here, if I have something I, if there's a few things I don't like about AEW, one of them is the New Japan uh, involvement. I'm just, I don't watch it. I'm not going to watch it. I, I don't have enough time to sit there and watch another one that like I also might need to translate and you know like i just i'm just not gonna it's just not gonna happen and so like to me as we've talked a whole bunch of times they don't explain the new japan stuff enough right yeah they just show up and expect like everybody to be like oh shit it's will osprey we know who will osprey is because we have been doing a pro wrestling podcast and thus we stay in tune to the pro wrestling world on social media mm-hmm. but if we did not i would not you know what I mean? Like I might yeah. hear the name, but like I definitely wouldn't know him on site and I definitely wouldn't give a shit. And so I kind of right now don't give a shit. I'm like, all right, cool. I hear about it, but he, I also know enough to know it's not my favorite style of wrestling, right? It's a lot of the young buck style, right? It's the hand holding. It's the, I did 14 flips over you and landed on one leg and then I flexed to everybody and it was like, cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can't do that. I, I'll give you props, but that's kind of where I'm at with the Will Ospreay thing. So to me, it's like, I know this is a big deal. I know mm-hmm. everybody in the wrestling world is like, oh, my God, Will Ospreay's finally on American television on one of the big things, and right. it's 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 a thing. But, like, to me, I'm like, God damn it, now we have to spend more time on on a person that I'm kind of like, yeah, I hope this goes quick. <laughs> yeah, and I understand, hey, with the partnership, you know, they're both trying to get something – out for themselves, right? AEW is probably trying to get exposed to a Japanese market where it's like, check out Orange Cassidy, check out Eddie Kingston. Like, here's some of our guys. And for New Japan, they're going to say, check out Tanahashi, check out Will Ospreay, check out Jay White, right? My thing, and this is another criticism we've shared about AEW, is Ospreay jumps out. And it's a hardcore kind of crowd. It's more than a hardcore crowd than uh say wwe is right but i like why is he going after these people like there was no explanation it was just and and then and then if it's not an explanation if it's just simply hey these are aw guys at the 29th it's going to be my promotion versus that promotion so we're just looking to pick off whoever we can cool but then if that's the story we're telling why is no one else in the AEW locker room, as far as baby faces, running out to help? Yeah. Like, well, and it I want to touch on the best friends thing. They've watered this down so much. They're the best friends, but they are also involved in this thing, right? Like Chaos whatever. And Rapungi Vice. You're and, right, yeah. and I, and I and then, but now Orange Cassidy's nowhere to be found, and even though they're playing his name on the intro board, right? Yeah. As Trent Brett is out there, and it's just like I don't. Yeah, it may uh, for a team I loved. Yeah. It really was like these are the guys. Yep, for this a is the thing. Moment in time, it's just gone now. Yeah, for a moment in time, they were the best. That street fight with Santana and Ortiz and Sue's, uh, you know, Sue uh, Trent's mom comes out. That was the time to make him champs. Uh, that time is now past. I don't understand. Now I'll get it. with, with last night. I understand it, right? Orange Cassidy is hurt. I think the last time we saw him, he was in a sling, but like, 
why wasn't Chuck Taylor there? Yeah. Like, the I combo really makes problem. that team, right? Yeah. Like they, they just, their personalities are different when they're apart enough that it doesn't feel like the team anymore. Yeah. And, and then again, it's, it's just this weird and it's okay. Right. I've got different groups of friends. You know what I mean? Like I've got wrestling friends. Yeah, and I've got, got like two MMA or three friends. Fans. Well then like, you know, then I got MMA fan or friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've got different yes. interests. So I don't have to just be, Hey, yeah, I've got barbecues people. where I can't like invite some people because the other people won't like, them, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it makes sense for that. But I guess with, with Trent Beretta, specifically because he's like Rapongi vice but best friends Rapongi vice but best friends i, I kind of just want like hey man just just i get it you're 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 with the best friend and you're with Rapongi vice let's just yeah. make a declaration of who we're with for like the next yeah. month but and that's like, the thing kind of what you said if will osprey's coming in and he's like well i'm just gonna pick somebody off it's not trent brenna who hasn't been around for yeah you know what i mean months unless it's just like hey i just walked in the door first motherfucker i see out there but that wasn't explained. these hands, right? That's what I'm saying. But nothing was explained on why he did it. It was shock just for shock. It's kind of like when uh, at SummerSlam, Becky Lynch just showed up to show up. Like, what? It doesn't make sense. Um, and so, yeah, it, it was cool. Will Ospreay, like on paper, if you say Will Ospreay is going to make a surprise debut on AEW Dynamite, awesome. But like, have Stokely Hathaway speak for him or have uh, smart Mark Sterling say, like, FTR, those belts are in breach of contract, and I have the person who's going to take those belts from you, and it's these fucking guys. Like, there, there has to be story more than just surprise. Yep. Why? Why? Because again, we went uh, full disclosure. We went with my wife and brother-in-law. They are not hardcore fans of wrestling, so barely call them casual fans. Right. So when Will Ospreay debuted and everyone reacted, my brother-in-law was like, "Well, who's him?" And I was like. So he's this guy in New Japan, and he the literally the second question he asked is like, so why doesn't he like them? And I couldn't answer it. I don't fucking know. I don't know. And when I, know. I can't explain it to a casual, like you're not in a good spot. Well, then it feels bad too because you're kind of like you feel like you're letting wrestling down. But you gotta yeah. be like, it's not my fault. So yeah. So then it was announced on Friday, and I would say check out the match. It was very fun. Uh, it's FTR and Trent Beretta taking on Will Ospreay and those uh, yeah. Aussie Open guys or whatever. Fake Hager and whatever else. <laughs> oh, yeah. Down Syndrome, uh, Peaky Blinder. Yeah. Yeah, those two. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there we go. Uh, let's get into what looking like really a great. Looking like a, a, a local chapter of the Proud Boys. <laughs> it was a little... <laughs> on the nose mm-hmm. um then we get uh william regal warning kyle riley that was fine nothing bad there but nothing really of note and then we get into a match that i have mixed emotions about since his loss at double or nothing it was a returning hangman adam mm-hmm. page taking on the son of fit finley david finley in a one-on-one contest and adam cole was on commentary Tim, what did you think of the match? I just, I, I didn't, this is it too. I don't care, right? Like, cool. It was mildly interesting because, you know, I grew up knowing who Fit Finley is and now here's his son and so great, right? Like, I'm going to see, I know I've heard he's been wrestling and tearing shit up over in New Japan. So, all right, mm-hmm. I'm going to see him. But I feel like that's something for a Rampage or that's something for an Elevation or a Dark, right? Because like, again, casual viewer, 
casual viewer even enough to know like well he's not winning right this is gonna be hangman i feel like hangman should have been in the battle royal because that, a battle royal is an easy thing for you to still lose and then be like god damn it right because the, you know what i mean somebody swerved you right etc right mm-hmm. it's not your fault when you lose uh more battle often than royal, not like, a battle royal yeah. like something somebody you know what i mean shit happens and so like that gets them like god damn it i'm still coming for you punk right like it just it, this it, again it felt like a throwaway it did definitely feel like a throwaway and that's why i kind of have a beef with this match two reasons one if hangman is supposed to be the you know uh demon from hell on this rampage like on this revenge tour to get his title back or whatever it is right he's like i'm gonna reestablish who i am i am the best guy in this company then the match doesn't need to go back and forth with david finley like that should have been david finley gets a kick in the face to adam page adam page gets up then reverses a fucking move buckshot oh, yeah and we're done yeah like, we get like that blood on my lip you son of a bitch right and yeah, then yeah. just bap, bap, boom Kansas city compound we're done yeah like if hangman is your number one contender david finley shouldn't be getting two counts on him like that's multiple that's my first thing. yeah that's my first thing is and i get it we're not just trying to squash people here right like hey go check out david finley i understand that but then don't put him with hangman right like that's the thing yeah that- but like you said no two counts you can get a one count in here or maybe yeah. one two count yeah early but, or something but then like then hangman turns it on right right and then you're you're not getting shit after that but yeah too many back and forth things the second thing that i had an issue with with this match had nothing to do with the competitors neither hangman or david finley but again we're trying to increase viewership and get casuals and you keep promoting that on June 29th, it's the Forbidden Door, AEW versus New Japan. Well, you're just giving it to me now. Yeah. Why the fuck am I going to buy this pay-per-view if you're just going to give me Hangman versus David Finley for no reason? And as I'm saying, if this is what it is, I flat out kind of will tell you I'm probably not buying this pay-per-view. Oh, I, I'm going to because I just love AEW and it's Hangman. Eh. And so Hangman gets the victory, right? Hangman gets victory and he addresses the, the Battle Royal for whatever reason. He's like, they don't want me to have this title. I'm not getting a title shot anytime soon. No idea why, right? Is Tony Khan now a heel? Again, anyhow, semantics. But then he's like, I then want another world title. I want the IWGP title and I want Okada, and he goes boo boo right boo boo boo, yeah, boo, yep. boo boo right, but then Adam Cole goes like, no, it's me. Yeah, I right. want that because I won the Owen. Now he makes a valid point. Hey, I won the Owen Hart thing. You, you lost, lost. your match. Yep. And our last two biggest matches, I won and you lost, so I should get that shot. Again why so he didn't want the title he wants the title but here comes the guy with the title but he didn't want that title that guy also wants the other title but not the first title yeah and what why doesn't adam cole want to face 
Why the, wasn't Adam Cole in well, the damn Battle Royal? Then why didn't Adam Cole just go kick his ass? You well, know because he, he can't. kick his ass. Well, I get that. I get that point because he can't, right? But like, if Adam Cole is wanting power and gold and you know all the super elite whatever stuff, why wasn't he in the Battle Royal? Yeah, why is he not in the Battle Royal? Yes, there's a lot of why is he not in the Battle Royals. Oh, Katie First Lady is in the chat on YouTube, and she says, hey, birthday girl in the house. Hey. What? And then she says, Cody's chest still gives me nightmares. Oh, stay tuned, Katie. Uh, we're going to be bringing that up later. we got to tweet the table about that. And blah, 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 blah. Katie, Katie, happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Katie, we were birthday. at AEW Dynamite last night. Don't know if you heard that. We had floor seats. I think I might name this episode Floor Seats. <laughs> you should. So, again, it was cool that Hangman wants to go for the IWGP championship. Because, again, it can't just be New Japan guys want AEW titles. I get it, right? Have some AEW talent say, like, I want the opportunities over there. So I understand from a baseline standpoint of what the pay-per-view is, like why someone would go after the IWGP heavyweight championship. I just think Hangman... Should be going after the title he just lost because that's what he loves the most. Anyhow, like Wardlow going after the IWGP Heavyweight Championship would make more sense to me than Hangman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Speaking of Wardlow, next up we get Wardlow. And he's in there and he also doesn't make any fucking sense. No sense. Can I can I talk about this? All right. So yes, Wardlow comes ahead. out and he's like, Bruh! Wardlow, right? And he's like, ah, he's like, listen, I wasn't in the in the thing, but I asked not to be. And then I, that immediately, I'm already rejecting this. I'm like, no, you didn't. Why? Why? Why are you saying this? First of all, because like, I get enough to know to understand Wardlow was brand new, right? He just got his contract. Might have had one legitimate match that we've seen on television, right? Like as an AEW wrestler, he's not earned his spot in that battle royal. That's the fucking story you tell. But like, it's, but you don't even have to address it. So like he says, I didn't want it. And we're like, well, why didn't you want it? Right. And he goes into, you know, that's why the whole crowd went, why didn't you want it at once? And <laughs> don't know if you caught that on TV. And so he says, CM Punk is our champion. So if I'm not pinning his shoulders to the mat, I don't want it. But the problem with that is that's how the interim title works like you'll be the champion until he comes back and then you get a chance to print his shoulders to be the full champion what are that's you talking whole... about that's the whole point that's the whole point that's the whole point and yeah. then he goes instead i want the tna tnt title tna title yeah. the tnt title scorpio sky comes out and he's like fuck you you will right paraphrasing mm -hmm. but like Shouldn't that have just have been reversed, right? Like, shouldn't the Scorpio Sky have been out there just talking smack, talking some shit, and Warlow comes out and he's like, will you shut your mouth? I'm going to shut you. They wouldn't let me in that thing because I'm too new, but I'm not too new for that. Give me that, right? Yes. And th that's, yeah, that's all you that, needed. That's what I thought you should do, is Wardlow says, I've only had one contracted AEW match, and then you don't even have to put it on AEW, right? He could have just said, the baby face thing to do is to start from the bottom and work your way to the top. Yeah. Yeah. And one title that is before that is the TNT championship. And then Scorpio Sky yeah. comes out, he's injured. They say, don't do it. And then he's like, I'll wait for you. Right. Yeah, or even just, again, we addressed this earlier with hangman. You could have put him in the battle Royal and had somebody, you know, three guys when his back is turned, 
whoops him out, right? And then he's got somebody to go after. Oh, uh, and again, we'll talk about what he's doing next week real quick. But if you even if you go that route and you have Wardlow in the match, right? It could have still been Scorpio Sky, who's not in the Battle Royal, sneaks in, eliminates him, and is like, I eliminated you because I'm the man of the hour and you're getting too much attention. Yeah, I should have been in that match. Why the hell were you? You've only had one contracted match. Yeah. Like, should have been yeah. me. It'd be like, should have been you. Like, you're a ch- you're already a champion. And be like, yeah, but, you know what I mean? Like, right. so what? I still I could have been for two. Be like, well, you're not going to have any because yeah. I'm taking that so, one. So it makes no sense what Wardlow's saying. But he does say Which is dangerous because Wardlow's so on fire right now. He's so hyped. Then he comes well, out and he's like, well, I didn't want to wrestle for the title, and now I want to go yeah, for an easier one. Yeah, and so hopefully we can like brush this under the rug as fast as possible because next week is when he gets to do his fun shit. And I get it, right? Wardlow just took out MGF. We need to have him in serious things. No, we don't because next week it's going to be Wardlow versus 20 security guards. It's one on 20. I love that. This is when you get the fun shit. This is the Braun Strowman tips over the fucking ambulance or Braun Strowman, you know, rips down the, the, the raw set. Like this is the great stuff that we're going to get that we're going to talk about next week when we're like, holy shit, Tim, when he fucking just threw the guy into the third row power. Remember when he picked up a guy in Cesaro swing and knocked over seven other guys. (laughs) Exactly. Like, it's going to be fun. So like, that's what you need to do with Wardlow is have him go back to being fun while we wait to do the next thing. And this is a perfect thing to do because Mark Sterling obviously is a schmuck. And so he's easy to put the, the, you know, promos on. And then it's security guards. Like the security guards we saw were local. Like we knew them. It was, it was a Niles Plonkay and a Howlett and, uh curtis stallion kurt Kurt gannon kurt gannon yeah and Uh so you know what i mean flex was out there well i don't not in that spot i think but he was actual security yeah (laughs) but he also had a spot where he was uh who was he helping out uh up the stage i forgot uh eddie Uh, Eddie Eddie. that's right eddie right that was was like oh that was rampage wasn't it yeah Yeah. yeah, that was rampage yeah right hey by the way i can hear a little static just okay all right yep just want to let you know on that um so i don't know if something's touching Nope. There you go. Perfect. Um, okay. So yeah, we get through that silliness, but again, next week we're going to get some highlights from Wardlow as he goes one on 20, one on one One on 20. Yeah. One versus 20 security guards. Love it. It's elimination too, I think. So it's not going to actually be like all 20 at the same time. So, so let's get into the next thing you mentioned them. Uh, the tag team champions for AEW Jurassic express. Now, this segment starts with the Young Bucks talking about how they're beating everyone, so now they want their championships back. Okay, kind of makes sense, right? They pin the champions. Before that, they beat uh, the uh, Lucha Bros, so they, it would make sense that they think they were ready for that. But then the Hardys come in, we're like, well, guess what? Who beat you at double or nothing? Okay, still makes sense. Everything's coherent here. And then Jurassic Express comes in with Christian just overriding whatever Jurassic Express wanted to do, just putting them in spots that maybe they're not comfortable with. At least that's what Jungle Boy looked like. He did yes. not look Yeah, totally so he, like, this. yeah, Christian has a couple times been throwing subtle shade at Jungle Boy, and Jungle Boy started to kind of, if you notice the facial expressions, he's mm-hmm. like, man, like what? And then he puts him in this, like, well, hey, let's all three teams 
let's all have a match and we're going to do it in a match made us famous ladder match and jungle boy's kind of like wait, 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 wait. you know what i mean like are you speaking for us like you kind of see a little bit of that where he's like uh and and the last couple weeks that christian has been doing this he's been literally dressed in all jet black i think we're getting i think we're getting what we've talked about the christian now is finally like punking these dudes okay but now here's my question for you is it christian punk's jurassic express or is it luchasaurus and christian punk jungle boy because one thing that you're also noticing is is luchasaurus now again he's a dinosaur so he thinks he can do everything right but he has no like side looks right he's just like jungle boy like it's always jungle boy who's like what the fuck are we doing this week like or or could because because again tony khan likes to try to you know ying when we all think it's yang right he goes he swerves right when you should be swerving left yeah well what if it's what if it's jungle boy fucking beats up christian cage and was like you're the asshole who kept on putting us in these situations like and christian's like i thought you could handle it it's jungle boy then turns heel and is like yeah i'm tired of you fucking over my shoulder telling me what to do no i kind of think would be fun. I think it would be better if we have the Luchasaurus turns heel. Maybe we go away from the Luchasaurus thing as Christian's like, then we can get back to the I'm a dinosaur thing later, right? Yes. Um, but we get him away because Christian's like, listen, I'm going to take you to the top. Nobody's better than me, man. Look what I did for Edge. Look what I did for, you know, or he'll say Adam or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. He'll, you know what I mean? Like, look what I did for that Randy guy over there or whatever. <laughs> like, just say a bunch of things, right? Like, be like, remember I teamed with Chris Jericho. I made him a champion, right? Like, all kinds of stuff, right? Like, um, and then we get a more heel sinister character out of whatever name we're going to apply to yeah. Luchasaurus. I think that would be the better play. Um, because again, as but, you said, we, we, we need a new big monster, right? Yeah, we need. Yeah. Cause again, Miro's awesome, but he's not necessarily the most intimidating one. Like he, you know, he's put together. He, he gets the award for getting off the bus, but like, he's not the biggest guy on the roster. So right. a Luchasaurus being the big monster could make sense but it's interesting because luchasaurus i've always noticed because i have been noticing jungle boy keeps looking sideways but luchasaurus is just like yeah what why are you upset about this yeah and that makes me think where where jungle boy is like well then i want out of this you guys suck and then he you know gets in his feelings could be. i don't know how i'm gonna feel with a heel jungle boy right i don't know could be fun yeah could be fun but it, it's most likely gonna be christian yeah, yeah. Uh, cause, cause for all the things that AEW does do when they swerve, when they shouldn't kind of thing, they also do pay off yeah. things that should yeah. be paid off. Like they I, I make like it simple for the subtleties time. and the young bucks are good at this. Like this is an aspect of the game that I do appreciate that they have in these segments where they're like, they're talking and then Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy come in and he's like, God damn it. He's like, Brandon, I told you to lock the door. Like what the fuck's going on? Lock yeah. the door. And then, uh, when Christian walks in with him, he's like, Hey, you guys ought to lock that door. You know? <laughs> like just the little subtle things. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and again, I I've challenged them on this podcast before and I'll do it again, but like young bucks, you keep telling me you're the fucking greatest thing in the fucking world. All I see you do is work with your friends. Like, go, go run up on Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. Go run up on Team Taz. You know what I mean? Like, you're I know just, what you mean. yeah. But you're you're always just with your friends. It's always yeah. Jurassic Express, Lucha Bros, 
uh, maybe a private yeah, why party. Why don't we get a Young Bad Bucks versus parties. Butcher and Blade best of five or something? Or or just, but like, just anyone, like any other tag team. And the I acclaim. know they did the F. Yes, claim the, the Young Bucks. Right. And I'm talking like a story, not just a one-off. That's what I'm saying, saying like a best on. of five. We don't have to call it best of five, but like, let's get five yeah. matches out of this story. Yeah. And, and not just a one-off where it's the Varsity Blondes versus the Young Bucks for a Dynamite. I'm talking like a, hey, we have a story here to tell, and it's not with our friends. Because that's the thing that's kind of annoying about all of them. You brought up the Varsity Blondes. You see the tweet I sent you where it said, like, name your celebrity crush. And Brian Pillman was like, Mandy Rose, hope she doesn't see this. And then a bunch of people were like, Brian, thanks thanks for helping me find my lost puppy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, thanks Good for letting me buy the Lambo last weekend. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for, thanks, for giving me, thanks for giving me a couple grand to get my grandpa's rent. Or <laughs> that was great. Loved yeah, it. that was awesome. Uh, but, yeah, just uh, – and again, it looks like Adam Cole is going to be taking on Hangman Adam Page. First off, we just saw that two months ago, and then also, or they're going to be in a three-way with whatever. Okada, who was it again? Okada, know? yeah, yeah. But again, it's like Bones. I want to yeah. challenge yourself. Just challenge yourself. That's all I would say is just get outside of your comfort zone. Work with Keith Lee. Work with John Moxley, not with Kenny Omega, like a John Moxley kind of by his own thing. Um, Work with a, there's just so many people, you know, work with Brian Danielson, Brian Danielson and CM Punk versus the Young Bucks. Do that. You know what I mean? But, get Lance anyway. Archer and who else? Who would join Lance Archer against the Young Bucks? Oh, yeah, Lance Archer's uh, an alone guy. No, no, no. Uh, here it is kip sabian he keeps doing the underrated overrated thing and he just joins him because he's like fuck these people they're all dying i'm with you lance let's kill them all yeah yeah he's everybody dies it. and i want to watch them yeah and lance exactly. is like just, all right i can get behind that yeah <laughs> oh, that's good yeah let's, let's go yeah um okay so let's get back in the show then we get into our legitimate piss break it's the Thunder Rosa versus Marina Shafir. I legitimately got up to go use the bathroom because I had to, one. And two, Marina Shafir is getting too much TV time. This was her first match in a couple months, and that's too much. She's horrible, Yeah, it was man. not fun. She's, she's not she, – she is fine. I, I, I should clarify my statements here. She can wrestle. She's good at sure, that. She knows the moves. She She's it. got the spot. She understands what the shtick is. But she, I mean, she is Elias boring. Like Elias or Ezekiel, whatever the fuck we're calling him, does all the fun stuff, which she doesn't do. But like, he does all the fun stuff. But when you ring the bell, ain't no one fucking caring. And Marina Shafir, you can say, I'm the problem. Oh, you should solve me. All that fucking dumb shit. But she's boring. She is boring. And Thunder Rosa, for her credit made this match something right it didn't mm-hmm. it was something but the big news is thunder rosa beats marina shafir post-match marina shafir is like well i don't like this that bitch. hits her right hits her and then tony storm runs out just wearing a bra which apparently is a shirt for women that's interesting i'm down um fine. yeah but it's just yeah, fine. you know what i mean yeah like we're just passing bras off as shirts yeah like let's yeah it's just, let's just go all the way body shame. <laughs> i don't know body shaming people but it's just it's just come on um anyhow i don't know why that was a critique of mine uh but it looks like it's gonna be now listen do you um, write to censor <laughs> well it's not right to censor it's just like what are we doing like 
I don't know. Listen, yeah. that skirt doesn't go down to your knees. I'm going to need you to go back and change. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. It's just fucking come on. You know, you're wearing a fucking underwear. You're wearing underwear. You're not wrestling and you're wearing underwear. Anyhow. Uh, but it looks like we're going to get Tony Storm Thunder Rosa. Hey, remember you you, when this? you said, like, if you look like Randy Orton, you wouldn't wear pants either. I think it's the same kind of thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. yeah. What did I think about this match? I didn't give a shit about the match. Um, and, yeah, well, what sure. What do you think about Tony Storm? Yeah, Tony, Tony Storm, Storm Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa, I, I guess I just isn't um, – isn't she uh, being – Tony Storm face too. So are we getting a face face thing? Right. So right now we don't have a world's champion on the men's side. So like Thunder Rose is the world champion. And it just feels like kind of like you said, they put this in the piss break spot. She yep. gets attacked from behind after kind of an easy, you know, like roll up. Wasn't it kind of a thing? Yes, and, uh-huh. and then needs help from the other face. Right. It just, I don't know. It's a good look. Just didn't, you know, like it just didn't really hit with me. What didn't hit with me is, now apparently you can fail up and get a title shot Yeah, because Tony storm lost the Owen Hart thing to Britt Baker. And now she just gets yeah. the women again. Nothing was announced, but we can put two and two together. It looks to be that way down the, down the road. And I understand Tony storm is going to go on elevation or dark and win eight matches in a row and then it's gonna look like hey she's the number one contender i get it right again it's wrestling so you're not trying to get too upset about it but it just tony storm so far in aw is a loser just like marina shafir marina shafir might have went on a 10 match win streak on dark or elevation but the last time i saw her she lost to uh, whoever that person was, <laughs> Jade Cargill. She she took on Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill beat her ass, right? So like she failed up because the next time we see her on Dynamite, she's getting a shot. And so well, that's yeah, what I and here's again. This. So like it, you lose to Jade Cargill, but now you get a world title match. Like it doesn't. It's backwards, and it almost feels like well, is the T the TBS champion the real right. women's champion? Right? Like, is that the more yeah. important belt? Now, and it, it, with Marina Shafir, I guess the criticism can be washed away with, it was an open challenge. So she answered it. Open yeah, challenge. Sure. Okay. Yes, right. of course. That's right. good. Yeah. But like, I, yeah. But same thing. Shouldn't it be kind of like you said, where David Finley shouldn't have got a little bit of offense. offense before he yeah. got smacked up? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, like you're gonna I, be good one day, Marina Shafir, but right now today. our world champ is a class above you. Right, and that's where I, I get it. They, they they are very much if you're breaking kayfabe, they they are definitely um, ones that are like, hey, we'll we'll give you some offense, right? Kenny Omega took shit from uh, Bully Ray because he wrestled a match with Sonny Kiss in a tournament. And oh no, he was the champion, and I think it was Sunny Kiss. And Sunny Kiss got offense, and Bully Ray was like, "You don't ever do that." And he's like, "Shut up, yeah, it's okay, right?" And it is okay, generally speaking, but not with storytelling, right? Like the storytelling, you shouldn't be doing that because, I mean, you want to look at real sports. Look at boxing. When a champion loses, they typically then get a tune-up fight, then they get a contenders fight, and then they get the championship fight. If it wasn't an immediate rematch, you know what I'm saying? And so. Yeah, I, I, I need my champions to be like, I'm the fucking best. 
but I'm the best. Yeah, unless there's something intrinsically in the story to the champion that they're a, you know, champion by luck, right? Right, Or exactly. try yeah. hard who managed to get one over and now they've got to, yeah. like, pull shit out of their ass to maintain it. But not Thunder Rosa. Or Thunder they're a Rosa. heel who uses cheating. But Thunder Rosa is supposed to be the badass. One right. of the best competitors, and that's why she won it. And so, yeah, I just need... Again, Britt Baker looks like a million dollars almost every single time. And that's fine because she should be because she's great. And I like her a lot. But we need other people in that women's division other than Jade more main event level people to act like main event level people is kind of the thing with AW is like it feels like what you're telling me is there is no like. You know, like if we were going to do sports references, if you go like, well, who's the NFL quarterbacks? You've got definitely got like, you'll say like, hey, these top five are the are the elite. The mm-hmm. next 10 are good. You know, the next seven are bums, right? Like that kind of thing. We don't have a lot of that at all. It's like you've got a champ, but like they're in the same level as like 30 people. Anybody can give mm-hmm. them a 20-minute masterpiece. Anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And that needs to not happen. In my opinion, there just needs to be more squashes, more like, oh, shit. This is a strong champion. Like, she'll well, fuck you up. If, if for nothing else, for setting yourself up for the ability to create that story to elevate somebody to that later. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, like, right now we're like, oh, my God, we built Wardlow. But, like, if anybody can beat anybody, we're going to lose the momentum with the Wardlow build. Right? Yeah. Thunder exactly. Rosa. Same thing is happening now. Right. Exactly. So yep. let's move on to the main event. Uh, as mentioned, John Moxley takes on the winner of the battle Royal Kyle O'Reilly again, fine. Good friends of the show. Friends of the show. Both been on. Yep. Thank you so much for both doing interviews with us. Um, Moxley wins. We all knew that. And that's the show. Yeah. But we all got to do the wild thing. Oh, you know? it was fun to be there. Yeah. yeah. I stood up on as my he chair. walked by us in our floor seats. <clears throat> yep. So much fun. Got to do all the fun stuff with them. But again, it would have been a more interesting match, in my opinion, with the people that were in that battle royal if it was if it was Will or Yuta. You know what I, I agree. mean? I agree. And look, I think, look, we knew it would be a good brutal match where, the, where it would kind of be like, hey, guys, you didn't have to go that hard, right? Like, you took it a little bit easier. We'd all be happy. Oh, there was- there was one spot where Kyle Riley got his, like he was biting the second rope and then Moxley kicked the rope yeah. and it like hurt his mouth. Like that was cool. But yeah. like, oh, I just, yeah, I just need, I want some more established, like these are the fucking people. These are the mid tier and these are just kind of working on it. Cause like it feels to me that Adam Cole, Samoa Joe, Hangman Adam Page and Brian Danielson are all the fucking same. But then when they wrestle Max Caster, they have to kick out a three, two counts. Mm-hmm. Like, no, because Max Caster's down here with the gun club. And you know what I mean? And so yeah, it's like, like if we had a European title, that would be where Max Caster's level is right now. Right. Compared yeah. to a Simone so- Joe, who would be in the world title level. Right? right, like exactly, those two should not meet without it being clear that Samoa Joe is decisively yeah. better. Look, yeah, it, I think we it's a good precedence to have that in any wrestling match, somebody's got a puncher's chance or they've got a roll up, you know, sneakers chance, a one, two, three kids kind of chance. But right. if you if you try it and then fail, then it is over for you. 
Yep. Right? Like, yep. hey, you went for your puncher's chance. You landed, but Samoa Joe has a head three times the size of yours, and it didn't work, and you lose. Right? right? Or yep. you missed because Hangman was too quick, and you got a buckshot lariat, and you're done. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, yeah, uh, so that was AW Dynamite. We also got Rampage. We won't talk about that because, again, we don't want to spoil anything. We're not Sean. We're Ross recording this on a Thursday night if you're listening to this we're later. And if you're listening to this later, why didn't you watch live Thursday nights, hey. YouTube and Twitch now? Live on hey. the Twitch if you're a Twitch person. Twitchy Twitch. Hey, we're, trying to, we're trying to connect to you youngins, kids, right? But I will be. Yeet yeah. or whatever you say. Right? Yeah. <laughs> For for shizzle, Are is we Twitch the that? yeet tube? Is there a yeet tube? <laughs> yeah, for shizzle. Know. Yeah, is that right. still a thing? Right. Yeah. 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 And we like so, the Miley Cyrus too. <laughs> yeah, she's cool, right? Hey, you heard about that new act, Taylor Swift? She's fun. Yeah. Um, so, what did you think of AEW Dynamite? So we went, we were there. This this was your first show. This was my third because I'm a veteran. Think. What'd you think? Yeah, I think. Um, uh, hey, look, having floor seats was great. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> but I think this show, I, I look, I think we were talking about the MJF buzz um, going in. We we're like, we're going to see MJF, and you're like, not a chance. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. It'd be too early for them. One, if it's all a shoot, we're definitely not going to see him. Two, if it's a work, which we think it is, you don't want to pull a Summer of Punk thing and, and have him show up too early on this thing, right? So. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think I just, I felt like we, we discussed, there was no, you know, we didn't see this, the hits here, right. For the by and large part, right. Like we didn't see yep. your Brian Danielson. We didn't see your CM Punk. We didn't see your Chris Jericho. We didn't see your orange you know, Cassidy, orange Cassidy, Kenny, Omega. There's a, Kenny Omega. There's a lot of these names that we were like, huh, this felt like a, a lot more mid card heavy show. So I'm kind of glad I was more in person for this one to get the environment and the feel and hanging mm-hmm. out with friends, you know? Um, yeah. and all that jazz. So, but I think the show was well, I think it was fine, but I wouldn't call this, you know, any one of their top 10 shows or anything like that. No, the thing that I left with is, yeah, we didn't get a lot of the hits, right? We didn't get sting. Um, we got Darby Allen, but we didn't get, um, Samoa hook. Joe. Well, we got hook, but we didn't get hook. We, well, yeah, hook! after the, yeah, hooks the best. I literally threw a chair when he came out at the yeah. end of the show. I was yeah. like, yes! I'm like, oh, yeah. sorry, guys. You were really um, mad when we were I watching Rampage and you thought yeah. we were getting hooked. And then we didn't. We got fucking Will Ospreay. I didn't want to <sighs> see that. I want to see Hook and Dan Housen. Yeah. But what I thought about with this show is we, we just touched on it. Not a lot of top-level talent. However... Jesus Christ, all of those people we just named were not on the show. You do that with WWE. You don't have Cody, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Usos, Riddle, Randy Orton, and you don't give a fuck about that show, right? No, they probably do one of those shows where somebody wrestles three times. (laughs) Well, with this one, they said, AEW said, okay, cool. Then we're going to give you Eddie Kingston a lot, and you love it, don't you? And we go, fuck yeah. And then they say, we're going to give you FTR a lot. Well, here's Love Will Ospreay out of nowhere, right? Like, yeah, yeah so they, Will yeah. Ospreay. Mm-hmm. But, like, j- that just shows how deep they are because, like, we're talking about Eddie Kingston should be a champion. Yeah. And, he, like, we just named 10 people. Here, here's the thing. We'll pull we'll pull the curtain back for you, too, for those folks who were not able to attend live uh, from the floor. Um, we... <laughs> 
Uh, Tony Khan was really blowing smoke. Uh, he comes out and he loves to tell you that you're the best crowd ever. Um, which, you know, listen, I, I want to believe because it was Kansas City, you know. Mm-hmm. It was us. I'm sure and, we were the he, best. But I'm sure he says that he, to all the crowds. Well, and to his credit, he did have a an accurate callback. He did bring up the first show that they did, and it had the Iron Man match between Pac and Kenny Omega. So it wasn't as if he was just like, I love this. Remember Sting? He was here once. Like, yeah. it was a real thing. And so he's like, oh, man, I love it every time we come to Kansas, Kansas City. Kansas City. Love yeah. this place. You guys have you have the spaghetti, the barbecue. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was good. Um, but yeah, I just thought like this AW has so much talent that when you list off 11 people that were not there and you still are entertained with Eddie Kingston, uh, oh, the crowd Darby was hype. Allen. Yeah, crowd was engaged it. all night. And I, I have yes. not watched back the full show, but it was coming across well uh, in the first couple matches when I watched back this morning. Um, yeah. Crowd was hype. Crowd was really hype. Yeah, and, and that's the best thing, I think, is when you go to a – if anyone's been to both, you'll know what I'm talking about here. But when you go to an AW show, it feels like, well, what are we going to see? Like last night, Will Ospreay. That fucking happened, right? Um like there's an energy and like a buzz and like, okay, what's going on? I don't know, man. Do you think this, or like the battle Royal who could win? Like going to be anyone like there's an Eddie Kingston, maybe, maybe Darby Allen. I don't know. And so there's always this buzz and there's talk and, you know, people are telling jokes and you're, you're getting all the stuff. When you go to WWE, it just feels like a desensitized, like product. This is a, and this is B and this is C and look at the capital one commercial. And this is a, and this is B and look at that stone cold commercial. And this is a, it's just, it's boring. It's really just fucking paint. Yes. My numbers you know boring. how many times I, at a WWE, this is why I stopped going to them after a while, because I realized I was like, man, is this not over yet? Yeah. Like this is, I'm checking out. I'm ready yeah. to go. Yeah. And at the, at Rampage, they did three, or excuse me, at AEW, they did three hours, and we left Four. like- Four. We, we did yeah. Dark Elevation. We did- Yeah, uh, Dynamite you know, and Rampage. Right. Yeah, I mean, we were there. Yeah. We were. We got there at six, and we mm-hmm. didn't leave until, what, 11? Yeah. Yeah. And it, did, it, it flew by. Yeah. And that's, again, without their top talent. That's the biggest like compliment I can give them, is they gave us kind of a layup show, and it was still awesome. That I mean, yeah. goddamn. No, I loved it. So let's talk about who uh, what was in a layup. Uh, WWE. Okay. You want to transition so, into that fun stuff? All right. So one of the biggest news of the pro wrestling world this week was a WWE story. So Hell in a Cell was this weekend. I did some picks last week while Tom was gone. Right? That was last week. Mm-hmm. And yep. um, I was in Long Beach. I watched. This was one of the few matches I think that people were kind of like, okay, I want to see this, right? Hell in a Cell, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins. Like, they're going to do some stuff. They're going to, you know, I mean, both of these guys want to be the best of the best of the best. They're going to make this a match. They're, you know, they're going to give it their all. Well, then we start hearing the news day of, like, it sounds like Cody Rhodes tears his pack lifting weights, but is going to wrestle. And so all morning I'm like, okay what um two well must not be that bad then right like if he's gonna wrestle and then yikes 
this thing look nasty. And let's go to a tweet the table real quick. By the way, use hashtag tweet the table on Twitter. Follow us at table show, but use hashtag tweet the table and, and just tell us whatever you're thinking about wrestling. And we're going to read them right here on the show. Like at big Josh at the rebel trucker, excuse me, at the rebel trucker, big Josh says hashtag tweet the table. That is one nasty bruise on Cody. If that's a legit injury, I'm shocked WWE cleared him to compete. Hashtag hell in a cell. And, you know, I heard a doctor's explanation was um, that well, a, that it was Cody demanding to, to do it. And uh, to that, like, if you've ripped it off the bone, there's no more damage to be done. Like, it's a pain tolerance issue, which yeah, I'm sure you can find some doctors that will argue that. Um, yeah, because, because like there's movement and stuff, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Then you're overcompensating for the peck with something else. And then if that is being, uh, too strained much pressure or, on right. it or strained, mm-hmm. then that goes, yeah, that felt like a dumb fucking explanation. And then also look, Cody said, you're going to have to kill me. I'm going to wrestle this match. Oh, no, we're a publicly traded company. Yeah. You're not going to do this. This is a corporation. This isn't your, this isn't AEW where you ran the we show. We already get shit for not providing health care as a <laughs> right. normal, you know, like. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. And so, it, look, did it add intrigue and interest and give it a natural story that made you interested throughout? One million percent. Right. It was like, man, he's doing a lot of crazy. Like, this is, and then yeah. when. Seth was going after it. You're like, wow, that's pretty. You know what I mean? Like, okay. So to me, yes, there was more interest, but it was car crash interest. Yes. Right. Million percent. Yeah. The story wasn't interesting. It was car crash interest. And, and honestly, I I don't, I'm not like, man, Cody Rhodes is great. He really toughed it out. I'm like, man, Cody Rhodes is an idiot. Yeah. Why did you do that? And I am, a hundred percent, ten thousand times more now impressed with Seth Rollins for putting in a performance that's able to protect that guy, mm-hmm. that's able to kind of you know what I mean, and still make it look like because it was a good match. Do not get me wrong, match was good even, but like man, it should not have happened, and I will continue to say that like just shouldn't have yeah. happened. Now I, like, boo hell in a cell would have really, really, really been ass. It already was ass, but like, woo, woo, it would have been bad without that. So I get yeah. where they're like, hey, listen, he really wants to go. Okay. Yeah, we nothing else. We got yeah. nothing else. John Cena said he can't make it tonight. So yeah. we don't have, we don't have 10 guys where yeah. we could just rotate. We called Brock. Kingston. Called John. Yeah. <laughs> but like with, with, you know, AEW, if that was Eddie Kingston who tore his peck. Mm-hmm. They can rotate in and say, hey, guess what? Brian Danielson gets a shot. And you're like, oh, shit. Right? Like, they don't have that in WWE. It's three guys, and that's about it. And everyone else is, like, Ricochet couldn't have yeah. filled in. Look, Drew McIntyre you know, right? is already, he's on a plane. Can't make it in time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. we're done. Now, I will say this about the match. Again, their week-to-week storytelling, WWE, that is, is not great. Cody and Seth have been doing decent since the surprise at WrestleMania, which still hasn't been uh explained well seth rollins in the polka dots that's what i'm saying but here's the thing that's great so seth rollins does the polka dots ha 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 look at this but look at this but if you notice the the theme of the match 
was around the sledgehammer, mm -hmm. which is Seth Rollins and Cody's another, you know, well, touch point and he's there. paying homage to Triple H with the peck tear. You're right. Well, and that's his favorite wrestler. And then Seth, you know, their whole right. history and all of that. So, like, they have a touch point there. So, I like how they've just like, hey, we're going to get away from Dusty now. And let's get into how we are both connected to Triple H. So, that was interesting. I liked how they kind of uh, moved into that. And then when we got to Monday, again, Cody comes out. I was like, I was going to do this regardless, blah, blah, blah. And then Seth Rollins takes the sledgehammer, sledgehammer, and then puts it in his peck and does the thing again. Like, goddamn. So it was interesting. I liked it, but I don't know what the payoff could be unless it's triple H is the guest referee. That's the only thing I could think of is trip. But even then like getting up, getting down, I imagine he's going to take a kick to the head and he's going to have to fall down or something. But like, if you're going to have triple H he's alive and he's backstage, but you're going to have him do anything. Cause he has a pacemaker now. That's pretty scary. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's maybe he just sits in the in a chair, you know, and just rings the bell, like does a Brett screwed or a Sean screwed Brett thing, and he rings the bell, and that's how he ends the match, and you know, puts himself into the storyline. Uh, but I definitely don't want to see him physical. That would that would definitely suck. Um, so yeah, I uh, responded to our biggest fan right now on Twitter, Cutie Marshall. Uh, he said, I don't want to be on your podcast. And I know, I know, cutie, I understand you're dying to be on the live YouTube stream. I get it. I get it. We'll get you booked up for that. Don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm responding right now, uh, right now on the live YouTube stream. Stream. We'll get it. We'll get it soon. You know, we'll get you booked soon. Promise. <laughs> cutie. Love you. <ya. laughs> love you, cutie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. Uh, but he does um okay so while you're doing that let's get into the next thing with the wwe mm. which would be yes yeah let me get back sorry i we love the fans and cuties are biggest so just had to respond in real time that's what we would do for you as well you know yes, you know nobody's a bigger much a bigger fan than cutie though so we've gotta we gotta stop everything for, for quad track uh at big josh <laughs> at the rebel trucker big josh says well well that didn't last long for edge hashtag wwe raw and yeah so all right so hell in a cell they've got their you know triple thread of darkness right they've got the house of purple taking on aj styles uh finn balor and who was it man fucking who was it Damian Priest. No, what's her? Oh, Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan. That's right. So they're doing their thing, and you know, Edge pins Finn Balor. The 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 Dork Order wins, and we move on. <laughs> we move on, right? Like we move on. It's fine. It's whatever. They're saying it's all. That's the right deal, right? They're a faction. This other team was thrown together. They win. But now we're on Raw, and they're like, hey, we're gonna get a fourth member to the Dork Order now. We got a fourth member, and it's. Finn Balor, and it's like, okay, well, I guess you know, can't beat him, join him, right? I'm, I'm like, all right, I'll deal with that, but that feels like a weird way to do it, right? Like just an announcement, all of a sudden he's coming out all smiles, right? Not that he's beaten down or anything, and then we get the swerve, and ah, it's, we're beating up Edge because Finn Balor is now leading, presumably, right? Like, just didn't feel right, right? Didn't how? Why did they want Finn Balor when he just lost to Edge? Like, I don't. The only thing that I think 
or I shouldn't say think. The only thing that I hope is that it's Damian Priest who leads it because Damian Priest was the one who clotheslined Edge. And so I'm hoping Damian Priest says, hey, that match was so close and it didn't need to be. You're the weak link. You're out of here. By the way, the strongest guy on their team was Finn Balor. So that's why he's with us, right? Like if you're doing it that way, okay. But then again, Finn Balor is a bigger star than Damian Priest. So it'd be weird that he would take a backseat to Damian Priest. So, I, so yeah, I don't, and then I hope again, there's a lot to, to unpack here, but like, I hope then AJ Styles comes out and was like, Hey Finn, what the hell? And with WWE tropes, I don't want to be then like the, what's the, the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing. Yeah. I don't want AJ and edge to then be like, Hey, we, we tried to kill each other about 15 times, but let's team up to take out them. No. So, and, then, and then again, here, here's one last thing I want to say yeah. though. It's like edge was a piece of shit, right? He's the dork order. He's all that stuff. Right. So like, because other evil people beat him up, doesn't then make him de facto good guy. Right. Like if Batman is feuding with the Joker, right. And let's say penguin comes in and shoots Joker in the back of the head. And doesn't kill him, but like, you know, does something the Joker. Joker doesn't automatically go like, hey, but I'm a good guy now. It's like, no, Tom, you're still an ass. Tom, I'm I'm glad we're talking about Edge right now because we're coming up Diet on nine years. Order. We're coming up on nine years of the of the podcast here. And one of our longtime listeners is in the chat. Rodney hey. Coates, otherwise known as Radar. <laughs> Is out here talking about the Diet Dark Order, or as we refer to them, the Dork Order, uh, <laughs> House of Purple. Uh, I don't, are they oh, still yeah. going to be purple? Because now Demon Balor, he's red, right? And he look up and does all that. Well, and so here's the Who, other are they all going to look up? They should all look up. I, I hope not. But here's the other thing. It was so thrown together, it feels like, that when at the end of the night, Rhea Ripley wins the fucking uh, uh, number one contenders match, you know? And the, the dork order comes out to like stare down uh, uh, Bianca Belair, but the music is still edge fucking talking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you think, you know me, you yeah. never knew me at all. Yeah. They didn't know you either. Apparently. So like, so I want to get into a conversation and, and uh, radar says, what's up fellas. And Hey man, long time. No, see, those things. Oh, we're just right? talking. Yeah. yeah, we just finished talking about yeah. on AEW Dynamite. If you didn't catch, seats. yeah, if you, yeah, we had floor seats <clears throat> for for AEW Dynamite. Uh, you know, you know, not, not trying to brag or anything. But now we're talking about the WWE stuff. You know, but it's still a fun show. It is still a fun show. All right, so the Dork Order is out now. Uh, so I want to talk about we're going to peel back the curtain a little bit and all the rumors amongst the IWC are that the reason they pulled this quick switch is they were like, Hey, we want this dork order thing. Uh, the, whatever they call it, judgment day. Um, we want this to be more spooky, right? More supernatural. And edge was like, nah, no, not going to do that. Right. And they were like, all right, well, we're going to do that. So let's get Finn Balor, right? He'll do that. He'll be like, all right, fine. Right. And so 
I I listened to an episode of, I think it was the Wrestling Observer podcast, and they broke this down. They were like, you don't go spooky. And Edge knew that because nobody is ever successful being spooky, right? He was like, who has been top star being spooky? Undertaker. Well, hold on here. We're going to get to that, right? So they were like, they were like, people want to throw out the Bray Wyatt name. And they were like, he got fucking fired a year ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Right. so no. And he was like, the Undertaker. Everybody wants to say that. But at mm-hmm. the height of Attitude Era and the Undertaker was a fucking biker for the mm-hmm. whole time. Right? Like, That's not true. The ministry no. is a little was- bit of a thing. But even in that, WWE's claim to fame there was Rock Austin you know what I mean? He was like, that's that's the closest you're going to get to the spookiness ever working. Because prior to that, Spooky Undertaker was like, Eligante was like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I mean, you well, could well, argue no. he had the world title from the, uh, you know, that whole Sid. Royal Rumble situation. But that is like the only times no. you can point to spookiness working great in pro wrestling. And I well, want to agree with him. Well, generally speaking, yes, spooky never works. Now, Again, this is semantics and splitting hairs, but Kane and Undertaker were one million percent spooky and top rated guys. R brought up Papa Shango. All right, we can't anger Papa Shango. So yeah, he yeah. also says himself and RVS will be at AEW Dynamite next week in STL, but not floor seats. <laughs> yeah, but they're going to Road Ranger, so oh. you know. Yeah, dang it. He's, uh, why does he always find a way to be to- cooler than us? Yeah, you know, it happens. (laughs) Hey, so let's get back to the point I was trying to make here. So, uh, again, it's it's semantics here, but Kane and Undertaker were 1 million percent the top heels when they were doing spooky stuff. Because, yes, Rock and Austin were your top guys, but those are baby faces. Who did they feud with? They feuded with Triple H and Undertaker when they were in the Spooky Taker, right. Spooky Taker and Spooky Triple H. Remember, he was the dark ministry guy, you know, all that shit. Um and then Kane, obviously, when he debuted, was the fucking thing. And I know he wasn't the main story, but it, it was a main event. Well, that right? was a build Him off the Undertaker, too, though. So I think you're playing yeah. into it. Yeah, I think the Undertaker worked. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. But And it was a few things. It was the ministry storyline. And prior to that, there was a little bit of – and a lot of that was Paul Bear getting him over. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the spookiness worked there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he main evented a WrestleMania yeah. and beat Sid Vicious. But if we're saying the last time spookiness worked was – 80 something and 90 something maybe it's time right. to move on yeah right. a million percent yeah. million percent agree um yeah and then it also worked in 2010 remember when uh he uh, uh possessed t- uh teddy long teddy long got into limo and it ended up being undertaker as the fucking uh driver you know so he's done that shit later too but yes it's only been undertaker yes um i think though it has nothing to do with supernatural stuff. I think maybe that was a, Hey, Ed, you want to do it? And he's like, now, nah. and they're like, all right, cool. I think it has a 1 million percent to do with, Hey, Cody's out. Who the fuck can take over? Yep. Exactly. Now, yeah. They got no one. Well, but, but they do. That's what's fucking annoying about this company. Cause I know he's old, but every fucking person they push is old. And I know AW guys are old too. CM Punk's not a spring chicken. You know what I'm saying? But you got AJ Styles. He was already a baby face. Just one of your longest running champions ever. You got AJ Styles, Matt Riddle. Uh, and then that's when you got to elevate some of these fucking other people. Ali. And Ali Riddle is connecting. Riddle is connecting with the crowd. This they are the getting best. into him. He's, yeah. He's yeah. the coolest. And I kind of like this idea now where like Randy's able to be away 
And so we're able to still kind of leverage that rub he was getting, but now we're getting to see Riddle spotlighted yes. alone. One thing, though, that I wish he would get away from is the, like, tribute moves. Like, now he does the fucking RKO. Yes, 100%. That's what I mean. Like, start kind of like... But I kind of liked... Thing. He was doing the Miz thing. Um, uh, Radar says, Boogeyman don't count. He reminded me of a crackhead on Truth and Prospect. <laughs> Boogeyman. Yeah, well, you're right. There is a lot of folks like Boogeyman down on Truth and Prospect. That's... I know that's a local reference. Shout out. Yeah. Ray, Rated R knows them the... streets around here, man. Yeah, Rated R, yeah. Right. Come on. Come Rated on, R gets Rated. around the world, Tom. Like, I know, I know Rated R can rep St. Louis, but like Rated R knows where you live too, man. You know what I'm saying? I like, think don't he's been don't sleep 41. on Rated R. I think he's been to 41 WrestleManias. Uh, yes. He's been to a couple of them twice. Yeah, yes. for sure. I told you he finds a way to be cooler than us almost every time yeah. we run into him. It's it's yeah, it's been... fun, but it's also upsetting, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, God mm-hmm. damn it, I'll never. Well, we're kind of gonna... like the riddle to his Randy Orton. Mm, that's right. <laughs> so I'm getting us back that's on a track. Good, that's yeah. a good, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yes, I like that he's doing the Miz thing, and, and finally we get, like, riddles, like he's the lovable pothead, and he's kind of like a little dopey at times, but... Miz starts to cook and throw him some shade. And he's like, hey, why don't you shut your mouth? Like, you know, we got a little bit of that. Hey, bro, like I'm saying something. And then Maurice, Maurice gets it. And I love Maurice, dude. Like she, for these segments, right? These little like where she's like, where he's like, I'm not being led around like, 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 like your wife leading you around by your tiny little balls. Right. And then everybody's chanting tiny balls. And she's like, I'll have, you know, he has average balls. And he's like, Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? She's like, no, I mean, you know, he, big, big, huge balls. Right. Like, you know, like, I love it. She, she always like hits that spot. Yeah. Great. Right. And she's like yeah. holding his balls later, right? <laughs> like protecting them. Like, love it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love yeah, it when she shows up it. occasionally. Yeah. yeah. She's got, her character down pat since she married Miz, you know, when mm-hmm. she was doing the hair flip stuff and uh, miss me with that stuff. But since, you know, the John Cena, Brie Bella or yes, or, N- Nikki, Bella, Nikki Bella, Nikki yeah. Bella ship. Yeah. Yeah. All that shit. Yeah. She's been awesome. Um, yeah. Do we got any more tweet tables? We, we do got, got one more. We do got one right, more. Uh, another long-term listener at Theo 75 says this women's championship match is off the rails. Hashtag hell in a cell. Hashtag tweet the table. And uh, I was just disinterested. So I didn't even really pay attention to it. I don't wanna, well, so I want you know? your opinion on this though. So Becky Lynch loses, right? She's doing this whole like quick pin things throughout the entire match. And then she uh, gets, uh, you know, thrown out of the ring by Bianca Belair and Bianca Belair does her thing with the quick pin on Asuka. Ha ha. She wins. She retains. Mm-hmm. So then Becky's like, what the fuck? God dang it. This sucks. Right. Then on raw, she has a match with Dana fucking Brooke. She's incorporated Who? into a 24 seven. It's Dana. It's Dana. Oh, yeah. 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 Dana. 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 <laughs> she gets incorporated. Becky Lynch is yeah. uh, gets Ugh. incorporated in a 24-7 title storyline, loses the match, and then on social media, blacks out her picture. She's from unknown. She hasn't tweeted since. I like this. This is the whole, you know, destruction of Becky Lynch. Well, if we could it's get a new, if we could get a new Becky Lynch character, because as you said, uh, it was the same character as Seth Rollins. 
they are the same character. They are the it's same the character, same, and you're 100% they're literally right. literally dressing the same, everything. And you had offered up, Seth, time for you to do something different. You've been doing it longer, right? But yep. Seth, I think, is pulling it off better, mm-hmm. and I think can continue it as part of his personality. It feels just like he's gone crazy, right? Like he was a good wrestler. He was one of the best, and now he's kind of lost it. Something happened, and Seth snapped, and this is the Seth, the Seth we have now. It's his, it's his villain origin story, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. He pulls off the drip better, Right, like just all of that. So yes, if we can get something here, oh, that's what they're gonna do. Spooky Becky Lynch. No, they're gonna do Spooky <laughs> Becky Lynch. Yeah, Spooky Becky. Not. Spooky God, I Lynch. <laughs> but I, but I think they're gonna. I don't think they're doing Spooky, but I think they're gonna do more. Now back she's to the man. In, no, I think she's gonna do more fucking crazy stuff. I think she's gonna oh. start having a laugh. Oh gosh. Now, so you think they're gonna better. lean harder into it even? Yeah, but now it would be better if she was like, like this. This is what she should do, in my opinion. If I'm if I'm writing this, take her off next week. She's not on TV. Have her do the dark main event. But you know what I'm saying? She's not on TV. Not on TV. Not on TV. Do that for a few weeks, and then you just have someone. Let's say it's uh, Rhea Ripley, and she's cutting a promo on the women's division. It sucks, and da, 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 da. and you then have Becky Lynch walk out with the man shirt the jeans and then just like no we're, we're rebuilding this from scratch i'm kicking your ass and then just runs through the women's division that way now one thing that can we talk about i feel bad because i don't want to body shame anyone i'm not trying to body shame sure but can we do a wellness check on becky lynch ever <sighs> since she's come back she is getting skinnier and skinnier and skinnier to the point where it's not like I'm nervous for. Her. Yeah, yeah, I, I get what know. you're I'm saying. Like her. it looks like, like she is just. I, I don't. I. <laughs> and again, she she had a baby. I know that those things can do. Well, to, well here's what I want to say. Body, I want to preface like, this with: I fully understand that that somebody who is is very skinny compared to average does not mean that they have an eating disorder, right? No, I'm not even saying that. Yeah. Or something of along those lines, right? But yeah, yeah. that is the look that those people have, and that's the territory we're venturing into here, is what I'm saying with the look. Now, again, who gets, she could be like, fuck you, I like it. But, all right. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I have no clue. I don't know her personally. So, like you said, I'm, I, this is not intending to body shame, but I, I will say that, like, if, if one of my friends were dropping weight that dramatically that quickly and, and to the point where it kept going, you would kind of be like, Hey, is that on purpose? Well, because at right? first I thought like, hey, it's her first child. Maybe breastfeeding is just, you know, it does that does something to a woman's body as well. Right. So I thought, okay. <laughs> but now, I mean, that baby's like a year old, right? Yeah. Uh, so, shout out to Rated R in the chat. He says she needs some burn ins from Q39. See, Ronnie knows where you're from, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, just right down the street. Yes. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll feed, yeah. I'll feed everyone. Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Just, just say hi to me. Um, Please yeah, be our friend. It's just, yeah, please be our friend. <laughs> but it's just, I, I just notice it more and more to where it's like I'm almost not interested anymore into the match. It almost feels like the Cody Seth Rollins Hell in the Cell match, where I'm watching it, anticipating a car wreck, anticipating something happening to where Becky Lynch breaks a leg, yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? So I yeah, know, just yeah. Uh, Radar wanted to follow up with this: is just jokes. Don't at me, IWC. And yeah, I, I don't even know. I don't know his Twitter off the top of my head, so I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna sell him out, right? Like that's don't go at him. Yeah. 
at T Mac yeah, instead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, before to sum up some more WWE stuff, Rated R did ask a yeah. question. He said, "Who you guys think will be Roman's equal right now, and not The Rock?" Right? I think you, they oh. were setting it up for Cody. Yeah, but yeah, and maybe they still percent. will. If he's back for Rumble, he's going to win the Rumble. It'll be Mania, unless they were going to do Rock Roman at Mania. No. That's stupid. Well, okay. Triple threat. Do it at Mania. No, no, that would be even worse. Um, well, yeah, you could do it at Mania. Yeah, <laughs> you could do Rock versus uh, Reigns at Mania. Hold on, let me get through. Yeah, uh, you can do that for Mania, but it's not for the title. Cody is going to be your champion at Mania to then take on whoever the number one contender is. No, but I think Rock I figured it out. Rock versus Roman. Hold on, Rock versus Roman is going to be who controls the bloodline i don't even think you do that you you do roman versus cody um uh well no because roman would have to win this then roman beats cody and then it's like well jesus christ who's left and then the rock shows up to end the cliffhanger i'll see you tomorrow night on raw or whatever it is and then yeah no what's gonna happen this is what's gonna happen is uh cody heals up and then Roman's still your double champ. Cody says, Hey, uh, I'm no longer or like, I, I'm a dream. I'm an American dream to some, but I'm your nightmare. And he's a little, and he plays up the American thing. Woo, America, right? He beats him, right? Then Roman Reigns has like this, uh, like crisis of conscience. And he's like, what the fuck happened? What's going on? And then the Usos are like, Hey man, are you the man? Like, I thought you were the man. I thought you were the man, man. Man, and you let that you let that guy with a bad neck tattoo beat you. Yeah, like, what the fuck you say? And then he starts like getting crazy, right? And then guy that had that fucking re- Ed Hardy tattoo on the side of his fucking neck. Yeah, and then you <laughs> you almost recreate what Roman did at the start with the uh, Jay Uso, where he's like, "All right, then everyone's fucking kneeling to me. Like I'm making my entire family kneel." To Flexing me. his and authority. Then, yeah, and then like, but it's to everyone. Like it's to Mina. Fucking come here. Mm-hmm. you're gonna beat you're gonna beat Liv morgan yeah this don't solo sokoa or whatever they're calling that guy down there in NXT. Yeah, the other guy right yeah. yeah but like you get anyone that's in that world rikishi yep. shows up one week and is like hey man you're gonna be in your son's corners or else things are gonna happen and then everyone's like what the fuck and then that's when the rock comes out and was like you motherfucker you think you actually control this family like right you know who and i then am at mania yeah and then at mania because you need more than one match mania is going to be bloodline who controls rock roman and then the championship match which won't be the main event will be cody versus drew mcintyre america versus scotland and there you fucking go jesus christ that's what's going to be they're going to god damn it he's going to recreate the anthony agogo thing with drew mcintyre talking about in america you can now have a mixed baby <laughs> And he's gonna solve yeah, or, or it's again. yeah he's gonna solve racism again um or or it's the like brock comes to try to take it from him and he you know finds a way to overcome that or something like it'll be yeah. one of those big matches they try to sell on all the like fucking tonight shows and all that shit i i think honest to god i think what they're gonna do when cody becomes champion is the hulk hogan all american i think it's gonna be america so maybe we get john cena yeah. versus cody rhodes where he's like you you think let's get no. john cena there to be like 
You think you're taking you know, John? You know, John Cena will wrestle at WrestleMania, but he's going to wrestle Austin Theory. Mm. That's who he's wrestling. Yeah, good call. Tom just booked Mania. Look yeah. at that. Tom just booked give me Mania. A, just someone hire me. <laughs> he's <laughs> unemployed. Yeah. Tom, needs, Tom needs that dough. You know what I'm saying? I need money. I need the yeah. monies. <laughs> needs the monies. Uh, this has been great, Tom. I've enjoyed tonight thoroughly. I enjoyed last night thoroughly when we were uh, at AEW Dynamite with floor seats. <laughs> um, you know, had a blast. Eddie Kingston entertained us. Hangman entertained us. Get right there. Uh, we had a blast. We had a blast here tonight uh, with with all the folks in the chat. The Katie First Lady. Uh, rated R, all the tweet the tables, your big Josh's, your Theo's, Katie's. Uh, if if I miss anybody, hit us up next week. Hashtag tweet the table. Uh, we're just gonna go watch some more wrestling uh, until we're ready for that, right? Wait, one last thing. Uh, <laughs> remember, Rampage and Dynamites. We do live tweet during those shows, so join the conversation at Table Show, and then you can also use uh, hashtag tweet the table as well. So remember that. <laughs> The Spanish announce table.